Welcome to Gardening Naturally with Jeff Ferris. Call or text Jeff now with your gardening and landscape questions. 512-836-0590. Hey, good morning, gardeners. Um, only one word to talk about today, and that's cold. Because it is going to get cold. Now, okay, so it's cold. What does that mean? It means it will be cold enough that frost cloth will not protect your plants. Remember, frost cloth is designed to give you four to six extra degrees by capturing the warmth that comes up from the ground. It makes a bubble. It creates this warmer spot. And it can overcome about a four to six degree difference in temperatures. So if it were going to be freezing 32 degrees, your frost cloth could make it feel like it's maybe 36 to 38 degrees. Here's the problem. We will be cold enough, long enough, that we're talking about temperatures according to the weather reports, where we may have a low of 17 degrees. Well, if, six, if frost cloth gives me six extra degrees, that means it's 23 underneath my cover. Guess what? It freezes at 23. Your plants won't survive. So what do you do? Well, Depending on the plants, maybe you give up on them. Let them freeze. I mean, you got what you needed out of them. Maybe if you're talking about perennials you have, well, they're adapted to our weather. They'll do just fine. You can still cover, it will make some, some areas warmer, but if you're if you have plants and their temperature range is such that um, it's not going to make a difference, it's not going to make a difference to um, cover them that it'll still freeze underneath. You probably plan for them to go away in the freeze anyway. So what are some things that you can do if it's something important to you that is not a plant that can handle that kind of cold? Bring them in. I have a, a, a bay, a bay laurel in a pot, and we brought it in last night. And it's sitting on my fireplace, um, and we'll stay there just fine until we get warm weather again. That could be quite a while. I mean, we're talking um, Wednesday where the daytime temperature is above freezing. And we're still risking a freeze next Thursday morning, uh, Friday morning but we'll warm up after that. 
What the killer is here is we're going to get to freezing and stay there for long periods of time. Those of you in outlying areas from tonight, wow, through maybe Wednesday, you may be at freezing or below that entire time. That's a hard freeze, folks. That is a very hard freeze. Now, planting natives, native plants are prepared for this. Native plants are able to handle this. This is the freeze that's going to kill off your asparagus, your Esperanza, Texas yellow bells, things like that. If they lasted till now, great, great. But this cold will be the one where... Once it warms up again, it'll be, okay, let's go outside and trim off all that dead stuff. Because this is when it's going to show up. Um, bringing a plant in, suggestions, go water them today. Water them well, get the water they need into their pots. Let them sit out there for a while. Let them drain before you bring them in the house because they'll dribble and ruin floors or wherever you happen to put them. If you have a tray to go under them, well, not a big deal. But water them well before you put them in your home. You have to remember, if you bring them inside, as in physically into your home, let's remember that when these temperatures are cold, we're not just worried about our plants. Hey, we're cold, right? You're going to turn the heat up in your home. Doing so may warm the air. Great. Your, your plants are going to love it. Except it'll also dry out. Dry out the air. Your plants will be like, whoa, I need some water here. So if you bring them in and you leave them dry, that's going to be an impact on them. Water them well and leave them out there a few hours so that they'll drain and then bring them in. That'll help them behave and survive better in your home than just simply dragging them in and having them sit in what is a much warmer and drier environment than they're getting outside. Being warmer, great. Being drier, eh, not so good. In your garden, we will be cold enough that there's no argument, do you cover things? Yep, cover everything. Don't ask, well, what about this plant? Cover everything. Broccoli, cabbage, cauliflower, strawberries, spinach if you're growing it, lettuce if you're growing it, um, it will need protection now. You are still going to lose some. You may lose some leaves for sure. They'll grow back if your plants are well established. But there is no salvation from this cold. If you have a greenhouse, like a pop-up greenhouse, and you can get some heat in it. Believe it or not, it can be as simple as a light bulb. 
a, uh, a coop warmer bulb, you may get enough heat in there that you can put plants in there and not freeze them. So put that in my, uh, put that in your mind to get ready for this cold. Uh, David, I see you there. I got to take a quick break. I'll catch you on the other side. We'll be right back. This is Gardening Naturally on News Radio KLBJ with host Jeff Ferris. Jeff is ready for your calls or text messages at 512-836-0590. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Let's head to the phone. This is David. David, what can I help you with? Good morning, Jeff, and thank you for being there for us. Uh, we live in northeast Travis County, and uh, we uh, lost our, uh, oh, I guess it's about a seven-year-old uh, olive tree, just beautiful, uh, with the freeze three years ago and the snow and all. And we put another one in the following year, so it's about two years old now, two feet tall. And I'm going to put the frost cloth over here shortly. It'll be in the sun all day long. And uh, I was wondering, you know, I'm, I'm watering it right now. Uh, I've already put the uh, mulch down. And uh, after I put the frost cloth on, maybe uh, later on this evening, I was thinking about a, uh, putting a tarp on top of that to see if we can save it. It's on the south side of the house, but still, that's, that's my problem, and um, that's my concern. Every extra step you can take will benefit you. Rather than... Um, let me suggest this. You don't happen to have an empty garbage can, do you? I'm losing you. Okay. Let's try that again. Do you have an empty garbage can? One more time, please. Do you have an empty garbage can? Oh, an empty garbage can. Yeah. Yeah, I do. If it's empty... It is probably more than big enough to completely cover that tree. Yes, so definitely. Con consider putting that on top. You're doing the right thing, water and mulch now, but let the sun hit it all day. Then you can put that can over it to protect it at night. It'll stop the wind. It'll help keep it warm under there. Again, it may not keep it warm enough to keep it from freezing, but olive trees can handle a little bit of a freeze. And the flip side will be is as the sun comes up tomorrow, it'll warm up the inside of that garbage can. It shouldn't cook the tree, but it will make a warmer environment for it. And you may be able to help drag it through this particular cold. I just saw a weather report, and they stated during the freeze apocalypse of 21, we had 144 consecutive hours below freezing. That was terrible. They're predicting, and of course, they're predicting, that's a polite way of saying they're guessing, that we may only get about 33 hours of below freezing temperatures during this cold snap. So that's, that's your target. You just got to keep it as warm as you can 
for those 33 hours. And that big garbage can should fit easily over it, give it plenty of room, not having to, you know, hassle with, is it going, you know, do I got to put frost cloth over it? Things like that. Since you got the empty garbage can, try that and see if that doesn't keep it warm. That sounds good. So I don't need the frost cloth. If you're going to put the garbage can on top, no. Okay. Very good. Well, I do appreciate that. That sounds really good, Jeff. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. I have two garbage cans. They were simple, thin roller models. I simply took the top off of them, turned them upside down, and set them on top of the plants I'm trying to protect. This is a way to protect somewhat bigger plants, too, because the can is usually large enough to get over just about anything. And I just take it off when it gets warm. Put a big rock on it to help keep it from blowing around. Let's go to the phone. This is Roger. Roger, what can I help you with? Oh, good morning, sir. Uh, yeah, I, I talked about my cactus and succulents. Uh, with this cold, uh, I keep my house a little bit on the chilly side during the wintertime, 62 to 64 degrees roughly. But how far should I move them back away from the window to keep them from getting burnt? I've ruined a lot of a lot of tropicals that way before. What do you mean by burned? Uh, freeze. The cold got them. Got it. Um, well, <laughs> this is kind of a clue as to how good your windows are. All right. If you can uh, hold your hand about two inches away from the window and you don't feel any cold, well, that's how close you can put the plants. But don't let them touch the glass. And if you are two inches away and it's like, wow, that's really cold, when things get warm again, you may want to consider looking at getting new windows. I actually okay. had to do that, and it made a huge difference when I did, but I wasn't aware of it till we got cold once. So you should have a two-inch air gap there. That should be more than enough to keep everything well above freezing. All right. I'll just give that a shot. And I uh, didn't know that information, but I definitely appreciate it. Thank you, Jeff. You bet. Good luck with that. Yeah, folks, uh, having a window to put your plants in and you get good sunlight is great. But you have to understand, depending on your window, you may have a really good one that you put your hand on it, there's no cold. I mean, brand new triple glaze, blah, blah, blah. You got a window that doesn't leak any cold. But as your windows get older, or maybe you got a single pane window, those are the worst. When you put your hand on it, it's, you can feel the cold. You will even see times when the inside of the window will get frost on it. If the inside of the window it's getting frost on it. You want, well, you want to consider replacing the window. You're wasting a lot of energy, but you want to keep your plants a fair distance away from that glass. A two inch air gap, meaning there's your window, there's two inches, and then there's the plant leaves is usually enough, usually. 
you may have to judge that by holding your hand there and getting a good feel, no pun intended, getting a good feel for what the temperatures are. Now, if, if you can get all the way up there, that's great. You shouldn't let your plant leaves touch the glass. If there's any place where the plant could be damaged, it'll be in that scenario. Same with frost cloth. If you throw a frost cloth over a plant, but the frost cloth and the leaves are in contact, where they touch, they can freeze or you get leaf burn. You may lose some leaves and the rest of the plant stays warm, but try your best when covering your plant that the plant and the cover do not touch. They should not touch each other. You can get a freeze spot right there. Folks, this is Gardening Naturally. We're coming to the bottom of the hour. We're going to break for the news. We'll be right back. This is Gardening Naturally on News Radio KLBJ with host Jeff Ferris. Jeff is ready for your calls or text messages at 512-836-0590. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Listen, I'm getting texted this by several people, and it's something that I should discuss. First off, we talk about the only way to really ensure your plants are going to survive is to bring them inside. Bring them in under cover. Okay. The next question becomes, how long can you keep it covered before it's a problem? It is easy for most plants to go about a week in the dark. They won't like it, no doubt about it. But you can keep them inside. Don't worry about whether they get sunlight. That'll keep them warm. That'll keep them from freezing. We're looking at four days of having plants inside, four days. If that long, that will not, it won't help the plants, no doubt about it. That plant's gonna be like, hey, where'd the sun go? But it can survive that just fine. So balance that out. I may, by putting it in the dark, in a warm place, I may have a problem where I may lose a few leaves or they'll droop a little bit. That's better than them freezing and dying. But getting them inside before it hits freezing and getting them out when it's above freezing that's what you're looking for. Once you get them back out and get them back in the sun, they will soak up what they need and they, they'll act like nothing happened. They'll be just fine. 
And I know we're going to get the question, hey, I just bought a lot of plants. Can I plant them now? No. No, you can't. You're too close to this long, hard freeze. You put a new plant in the ground now, you're just asking for, for damage. If they're still in pots, keep them in the back porch, keep them up against the house, keep them somewhere where they won't freeze, keep their roots damp, let the roots have access to water, move them inside, put them in your garage. As a matter of fact, my wife and I are gonna move my citrus. <clears throat> I have a blood orange that's, wow, more than 10 years old in a huge, well, not huge, but a large pot. And we made space for it in the garage, just the other side of the door. So it's not like we gotta move it very far. But we're gonna go out today and slide it into the garage so that we close the garage door, my garage won't freeze. It can get cold, but even during the freeze apocalypse, 144 hours of cold, um, I still had water, drips of water on the floor that didn't freeze. So that tells me the garage never got below freezing. And my orange is like, oh, hey, this is okay. I don't have windows on the garage either. So they got zero light, zero light. They survived just fine. Now granted, I'm talking about a tree that's 10 years old at least in the container. This is supposed to, every year I remind myself that in the spring I'm gonna take it out of the container, uh, you know, check the roots, things like that, put it in new soil, put it in a new container. I always say that every year and I never get around to it. So we're gonna try it. We're gonna try again this year, but that plants, uh, your plants will be fine in the dark for that period of time. Now, uh, speaking of water and freezing temperatures, probably not a bad idea to fill up water jugs for drinking water and put them in your refrigerator. It'll do two things. If they get cold, they'll get cold in the fridge if you lose power, it'll give you a little more time before you have to get it back. It'll keep your refrigerator cold. If for some reason they turn the water off, you have drinking water available. I actually have a bunch of five gallon carboys, uh, the five gallon plastic jugs, and we're gonna fill probably three of them I mean, it's water, you can dump it out and we can use it to flush toilets, to wash if we didn't have any water, it'll be cold, no doubt about that. Um, but it's a great just in case. 
I'm not, well, I used to be, but I'm no longer one of the preppers. But I, that doesn't mean I don't prepare for weather disasters. And that is one thing you can do is you can store some water. Now, I know people talk about, well, fill your bathtub. No, don't fill your bathtub. Well, if that's all you've got for storage, if, if that's all you have for storage, that's the best you can do. And there's nothing wrong with that. When it's this cold and the water's off, I ain't getting in the shower or the tub. I'm probably going to smell. Sorry. But it will be such cold water. And I'm not going to deal with that. But it will be a good reserve if you need it for other things. I don't know if I would tell you that you could drink it. But you can use it to possibly wash with. And you can use it to, you know, flush a toilet with. Having the reserve water... Having the reserve water could make the difference for you. And yeah, I just got texted a really good point because I happen to have a toddler right now at my home. Be aware, don't let the toddler near that bathtub without supervision. That's a significant risk. But if you have to have water, it's a good way to get some. There are other things you can do to store, and it'll also be a way to extend the cold in your refrigerator by putting in jugs of water. Once they reach the temperature of the fridge, if you lose power, they'll help keep it cold longer. Folks, this is Gardening Naturally. Got to take a break here. We'll be right back. This is Gardening Naturally on News Radio KLBJ with host Jeff Ferris. Jeff is ready for your calls or text messages at 512-836-0590. Back, everybody. Um, let's go to the phone. This is Brendan. Brendan, what can I help you with? Good morning, Jeff, and thank you for your time in the program. Uh, listen, during this summer, uh, I got some uh, peaches from uh, the grocery stores, and they had some, they're beautiful peaches, taste very good, so I saved those, uh, I guess you'd say the the inside of them, uh, and I know that those things, you can crack them and get the seed out of it. Uh, I'm just curious, would now be a good time to uh, stick them in the ground, uh, open them up? What do you suggest, and what would be a good way to try and plant some of those if, if I eventually want to get a peach tree? Okay, got a lot to unwrap here. First off, that pit is the seed. You don't crack it open. You plant the entire pit to get it to grow. Number two, the peaches that are in your grocery store are more than likely from trees that were grafted. 
They had roots that were particular to bad soil or could avoid certain pests, things like that. When you grow the actual pit, the seed of the peach, it will grow, but it won't have all those features. It will be on its own native roots. Now, maybe those roots will work, or maybe those roots will be susceptible to diseases we get here, or maybe those roots can't handle the kind of heat we actually get. You won't know till you try the tree. And you have to remember, if you start, if you start a fruit tree from its seed, the, the peach pit, It takes extra long for it to mature to the point that it produces fruit. It can take five years before it'll ever produce a fruit for you. So you can do it. I would do it early in the spring, like right after the last freeze. And uh, you would probably do better to do it start it in like a one or two gallon nursery pot till it got to be big enough that you could put it in the ground, say maybe one or two feet tall. Um, I don't know that I would plant it directly with uh, hopes of it coming up. Too many things can go wrong from accidentally mowing over it to maybe you have deer Uh, You may have a rabbit come by and go, wow, nice, fresh, tender leaves, eat it to the ground. By putting it in a container, you give it a safer place to grow. And, you know, you you can control so much of its growth that you can't when you put it in the ground. So maybe you start them in some containers, and then when they get big enough, put them in the ground. You can do exactly what you're talking about. Take a peach pit and wind up with a peach tree. There's let me just ask, a lot let of me caveats. Yeah. One more question. Uh, should those uh, peach pits be soaked in water or any preparation like that or just stick them in the ground and let it go? If you wanted to, you could put a, like, a cup of water or something Put just a little bit of seaweed in the water and let the peach pit soak maybe overnight. That can help it uh, germinate, set a root, and start growing. But if you wanted to, you could just take it and stick it directly in the soil, keep the soil moist, not a, a swamp, but keep it moist, and the pit should crack and start growing into a tree okay thank you for your information jeff you bet thanks for the call brendan yeah folks there is nothing wrong with what he suggested doing now there are some roadblocks some things that are like well you you have to account for this but there's no reason you can't go pick up a peach enjoy it put that pit in the dirt and hope for a tree. Now that works for peaches, plums, apples, not so much for pears. 
Hmm. Have to think about the pear one. Um, not sure that the pears I have have a lot of seeds in the first place. You can do this with a persimmon, a loquat, um, plums for sure. So these plants grow with the purpose of reproducing. They want to survive. And to do that, they make the seed and the seed grows into a copy of itself. So you can do these kind of things. Just remember, things that you grow, fruit trees that you grow directly from seed are going to take much longer to go from seed to a fruiting plant than they would if you bought a started plant from the nursery and took care of it there. You also lose the benefit that so many of our fruit trees are grafted for the purpose of handling our poor soil, the nematodes we have to deal with, the temperatures that we have to deal with. The grafting to good roots allows them to grow and yield sooner. But you can do this if it is what you would like to try. Plant the seeds from the fruit and wait till it grows and gives you fruit back. Let's go to the phone. This is Cooney. Cooney, what can I help you with? Uh, hi. Um, we have some uh, timber bamboo. It's quite large. It's, I don't know, 30 feet in the air. Um, obviously, that's not going to make it. So our strategy is just to preserve the roots, and we we're going to lop it off at the ground, cover it in mulch, put a trash can over it, and um, we were wondering if that was a logical strategy. Yeah, it can be, but are you sure that it won't survive? Um, we read that it was down to 19. But your plant is at least more than a year old? Uh, it's about a year old. It's, a, it's about, I think, uh, it's a little less, maybe a little less. Yeah, a little less. We put it in uh, uh, late uh, winter last year. Okay. So here's the catch-22. If you cut it back and do what you're suggesting, like cover the container uh, with something, make sure the soil stays moist, that should come back from the root, be just fine. The, that's the good news. <clears throat> However, if you do not cut it back, the worst that happens is that some of those shoots may die down some. They may die down to what? 10 feet and you have to cut off the top. But if that root is still alive, it'll still produce. Your suggestion is excellent. Um, use the bamboo, you know, if you can, make use of it. But if you cut it back, cover it, keep that root from freezing, you will have bamboo again next year. <clears throat> okay. And uh, 
one of my fears was that it, you know, it's got these long, the long bamboos going up, that it will kind of draw the cold down into the roots, or is it like, no, it'll, it'll, it's, it'll just stay there in the ground. It'll keep the roots warm enough. Yeah, it won't act like um, a heat sink. It will not okay. bring the cold down to the roots. Um, then, but that's a, that's an interesting thing to be thinking about. But no, that's not how that's going to occur. Is there any real benefit to, to cutting it off or just, you know, let it die and let it do its thing? Um, if it's got a good root on it, I, I would let it die and do its thing because there's always a good chance that we don't get cold enough to actually freeze it. I know okay. they're talking, it's good to 19. You may not get to 19. Yeah, we're normally pretty warm here right in the middle. So, take your chances. Up to you. Okay. Um, thank you so much, and uh, hopefully everyone's plants make it through this thing. Yeah, no kidding. Thanks for the call, Cooney, and uh, I wish you luck. I, I think you're on the good side of things here. I think it'll turn out okay. Folks, this is uh, Gardening Naturally. We're coming up to the top of the hour, so we will be breaking for the news. I will catch everybody on the other side.